your Locked On Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Who are this season's top 50 NHL players? You can find out on the Locked On NHL podcast. Joe DiBiase, Mike DiStefano, and Rachel Donner reveal the top 50 players as voted on by our local experts across the Locked On NHL network of podcasts. Subscribe to the Locked On NHL podcast on YouTube. Turn on your notifications so that you never miss an episode. And don't worry, Wild fans, we did have at least one representative to the top 50 snubs coming out this week before we uh, hit the top 50 through 41 coming up on Friday. So stay tuned. You'll see a familiar wild face amongst those names. My name is Seth Topal, host of Locked on Wild, veteran of over 10 years of Minnesota sports coverage, including the last couple of seasons covering exclusively your Minnesota Wild. On today's show, we talk games, best games of this past season. We'll look ahead to the 2021 2022 schedule, and we will see where things take us from there. I'm joined by Zach Zeman today. Zach, what's happening? Well, we're officially back in the school grind. Just started school back up again for my sophomore year. Uh, that kind of sucks, but schedule's getting limited. But no, we're, that just means that hockey's getting closer, and I got so much to look forward to. So I'm happy to be back. And yeah, we'll talk about last year's schedule and this and this upcoming one. So it'll be a fun show. Um, before we get into both, m- probably should get your reaction to the um, slamming of the door on Kirill Kaprizov to the KHL, as was reported by Michael Russo yesterday, in that the KHL was like, he's not playing here. Um, we kind of knew this all along, or we expected this all along, but... Were you surprised at all to finally hear officially that Kaprizov is not going overseas? Well, I was definitely relieved. I feel like it's finally resolved and, you know, wild fans don't have to panic anymore about this whole deal and that people can finally relax and, 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 you know, realize that he is signing here. Uh, He will be probably most likely signing. I can't say that, but, you know, uh, we can only hope. Uh, that he'll be here and the fact that the KHL rumors are uh, in the past now and that we can slowly start looking forward into into what the term and uh, you know what the term's going to look like for him uh, come this season it's it's going to be interesting so yeah finally to get that out of the way feels good yeah it's it's great to not have to worry about that um, because this whole thing just like just get it done. I'm aging rapidly at the fact that we still like just have it hanging out there. So let's, let's get it done. Let's, let's move on and not have to worry about things anymore. Um, I thought, well, we collaboratively thought it would be cool to look at some of the best games from this past year and also look ahead to, uh, to 2021, 2022. So we're going to, uh, we're going to tag team this. We're going to start by looking (laughs) at some of the best games from this past season. And then we will turn our attention to the schedule for next year as well. Um, Speaking of Kirill Kaprizov, Zach, do you remember what happened on May 3rd of this past season? Um, 
now you got me scrolling. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so I will, oh uh, I'll help you out here. So the wild are playing the golden Knights and they went into the third period trailing by a score of five to three. We then got the two goals in 30 seconds within the final like minute and a half of the game. And oh, uh, the wild ended up, they got the goal from Kirill Kaprizov with literally like a minute and a half left to go in the game to tie things up at five, five Jonas Brodine scored with just over a minute left to go in regulation to give the wild a six to five win and that was a game in which it looked like the uh, the Golden Knights had things pretty well in hand. I mean, they, they got a lot of the momentum in the second period. It was a one-goal game after one. Took momentum in the second period and looked like they were just going to, in typical Vegas fashion, just grind it out and yeah, uh, right. come away with the win. Not so fast. As, you know, I think, yeah, yeah I, yeah, I think it's really interesting because the Wild have historically been, uh, you know, a, a great team against the Vegas Golden Knights since the Vegas Golden Knights have been a team since in 2017. Uh, they haven't lost too many times before this, you know, wonky schedule where they only played Vegas, like, you know, like they only played Vegas and a couple other teams. Yeah. You know, I, I think the Wild have always matched up well against Vegas. Um, and you know, to have an explosive game like this where your real stars show up at the end and, and pull out the win here, and it really just shows, like, the determination this team can really have when needed. You know, I feel like Vegas was just the top team in this division alongside the Avalanche, and the Wild really, you know, aren't really looked at as one of the top teams last year. So I think it's always good that the Wild show up and play against Vegas well, and they have always have historically. That's just the one thing I've noted is that a lot of people – I mean, Vegas has been – great ever since they came in and they've dominated this league but the wild have always been that one kryptonite um whether it be mark andre Fleury now that he's with the blackhawks you know the, the wild have always played well against him and this organization so it's going to be interesting to see what happens with this team now that flurry has gone and how the wild can adapt you know to leonard you know you never know i mean now flurry comes in with the blackhawks this next season so it's 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 interesting it's very interesting yeah we we have not seen as you said we have not seen the last of mark andre flurry much to my disappointment but um mm. another pop quiz for you what was the high water mark for goals for the wild this season uh i know against wasn't it like 9 to the blues they yeah. lost that one game well, I'm gonna guess. Uh, let's guess uh, six. Close. It was. Uh, it was eight. And so that's another memorable game. Oh my goodness. To discuss here today, April seventh at home against the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, Kevin Fiala had a hat trick in this game. Kirill Kaprizov had uh, one of one, two, three, four. The Wild had four power play goals in this game. Kirill Kaprizov had two of them. Kevin Fiala had a hat trick himself. Jewel Erickson Eck and Ryan Hartman and Luke Johnson all scoring. And they just throttled Philip Grubauer. Eight to three, the final. Um, if I recall correctly, I'm just trying to kind of scan here quickly. Yes, Erickson Eck with a goal. Kevin Fiala with three. Ryan Hartman, Luke Johnson had one apiece. Kirill Kaprizov with a goal as well. 
And uh, Zach Parisi had uh, in a, one assist in this game. He, I must have been a different game I was thinking of in which he uh, had a couple of goals um, against the Avalanche. But uh, Grubauer ended up getting pulled because uh, he allowed seven goals on 18 shots. <laughs> and uh, yikes. It just it goes to show you, you know, despite how good we thought Colorado was, um, the Wilds still showed plenty of fire to be able to uh, to come at them. And I hope that translates because I don't know if it's just me. I do not have the same sense of belief in Darcy Kemper that I did in Philip Grubauer. So Avalanche might be in store for a little bit of a roll down the mountain, pun intended. Yeah, you know what's kind of funny? Uh, now that I'm looking at it, after the, the so that was a Wednesday game. Two days after, uh, the Wild tripped over to – St. Louis and got blown out nine to one the next their next game. So it's kind of interesting that, you know, some teams do have those amazing games where they can't stop. And then other days they're like, all right, let's take a breather and then get <laughs> throttled back nine to one. You know, it's, there's just a couple of games that end like that, but hopefully it does translate. We know this team is capable of putting up long winning streaks as they did last year. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I would like to see it it, uh, it translate over, and hopefully that can show the league who the Wild really are. Yeah, it, it'd be nice to have a stretch similar to what they did. And this was like this was right out of the COVID pause from February 18th to we'll go to March 25th. They lost one, two, three, four, five, just uh, five games in basically a full month plus. Uh, and that really helped them kind of propel themselves. They had another seven-game winning streak um, mixed in as well. But then we got to the uh, we got to the playoffs, and well, Vegas showed that uh, Vegas is what Vegas does. However, though, that series did start off with um, another one of our memorable games from this past season. That, of course, being the one nothing win for the Wild against the Golden Knights in Game 1. That was a marvelous shutout by Cam Talbot. 42 saves, and the Wilds got the game winner from Jewel Eriksson Ek in OT. I mean, if you're a Wild fan watching that game, I'm pretty sure your heart didn't stop pounding until 20 minutes after the Wild cleared the ice and the postgame started to kick on. That game was electric from the start, just a defensive masterpiece from Flurry. I'm, I just remember Flurry playing out of his mind, you know, and ta- Cam Talbot, I mean, just saving the Wild so many times. And and to come out with the one nothing win in Vegas on game one after, you know, their atmosphere down there, you know, in, in postseason hockey is insane. Uh, to come out with a win like that was definitely huge. And it just showed you what the Wild can really do. Yeah, Vegas was supposed to blow out the Wild. Uh, it, it's just, you know, I mean, the Vegas Golden Knights are, you know, one of the favorites last year to win the Cup. And, and the Wild really did put up numbers against them. Yeah, they lost three straight um, and, and ultimately forced it to seven. But it just shows you what, what Cam Talbot can do in that. And, and I'm so happy. This even goes back to the expansion draft that the Wild saved Talbot because they just yeah. know he can do that. So Yeah, he can, he can for sure be that guy again. Tell you what, we've got a couple more games that I wanted to, uh, to just mention here, but then we'll take a look ahead to this coming season. A little bit of past, present, and future here on today's episode of Lockdown Wild continues next. It's time to take your sports betting to the next level with BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports action. 
Major League Baseball is in full swing right now, plus the NFL and college football are just around the corner, so plenty of ways to place your bets. You can also get the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA, the NHL, and all of your UFC and MMA action as well. So before the next pitch, head to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. So head to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device and sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code Locked On at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I'm here to tell you there is a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion, and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Continuing today's episode of Locked on Wild, Seth Topol and Zach Zeman, a little past, present, and future here on today's episode of Locked on Wild. Make sure, if you have not already, to subscribe to Locked on Wild wherever you listen to podcasts so that when the inevitable Kaprizov re-signing news does drop, it'll happen, that you do not miss out on all of the reaction to the contract and every little angle uh, that that will provide. Uh, Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss out on any of the latest news surrounding the Minnesota Wild. Zach, I had a couple of games that I wanted to uh, mention before we move on and take a look at next year's schedule. Uh, do you remember what happened in the 4 nothing win for the Wild against Arizona? This was on, I believe... March 12th? Yes, March 12th. You know, I, I'm looking, I scroll down to it, and I, you know what? Can't remember... But I I know you do, so I want you to tell me all about it again. Refresh my memory. We had a notable performance in this game from Kirill Kaprizov because he scored not one, not two, (laughs) but three goals. And if I recall correctly, he nearly had a fourth against the, uh, the Arizona Coyotes, a team that he just terrorized the entire season. Um, it was, I mean, Cam Talbot didn't even have to break a sweat in this game. It was just constant harassment by the Wilds. And this was, I think, the point in the season where we were like, okay, Kirill is, he's doing some things. And yeah. save a massive charge by Dallas Stars fans trying to get Jason Robertson the Calder yeah. Trophy. At this point, it was like, he's taken home the Calder. Like, it's just a foregone conclusion at this point. Correct. That, yeah, this is almost like the tipping point. I mean, 
Uh, I'm going to go back to game one because game one, Kuro gets the puck in overtime. And I know it was kind of scuffed. The breakaway was kind of scuffed. <laughs> but the only thing that matters is that the puck went in the net and Kuro Kaprizov won the game for the Minnesota Wild in his first and his NHL debut in overtime. I mean, like, you can't even paint a better picture than that. That's one of those games where it's like, you know exactly where you were, uh, what you were doing that night, what you ate for dinner. It's It literally is because because we've known about Kirill for so long. The Wild Wild fans have just been anticipating his his come up to the NHL. Here he is. It's his first game. And what do you know? He gets the job done in overtime in his first ever game. I mean, I I mean, Van Gogh can't even paint a better picture than that. Seriously. Like, I yeah. mean, it's just like and then and, and when he gets that hat trick, I believe. You know what? If I remember correctly, the Wild might have been wearing their reverse retros in that jersey. That, yes. Or in, that, in that game, we got the hat trick. I could be I could be wrong, but it's just like it was a tipping point. Kirill Kaprizov was the Dustin Calder winner. Sorry, Jason Robertson. We know you're young. We know that's the only thing you had going for you was that you were younger and a, a true rookie. But, you know, it, this is it. Kirill was just an all-star. He, I mean, I, it, it's just amazing. This was the tipping point. He's the caller. It's just crazy. Yeah. The one final thing that I wanted to point out, and this was not a game necessarily, but it was a moment. Um, The Wilds went on their uh, road trip. I think it was after the Calder or the, uh, the COVID, the Calder pause, the COVID pause. And they were going through practice the day after. So this must've been home against the LA Kings on February 26th, team was going through practice. It was sluggish. And so Dean Evason made everybody skate because he said, you think you can just like walk into these games and win? Well, you're dead wrong. And the Wild turned it around. And despite having the lackluster practice, they ended up winning the game. And if I remember, my memory is garbage. But if I remember correctly... I gave uh, Dean Evison at my previous um, content spot, Mini Ice, I gave Dean Evison props because I said he, uh, he probably ended up call, uh, calling for the uh, – or, or ended up leading to the win because he held the team accountable for their performance, and that was a theme throughout the rest of the year too. Yeah, I mean, the constant talk is about the players and Kirill and all of those guys, but – you know, Dean Evison is just shadowed over almost entirely. You know, you never really hear a lot about the coaching staff and what they do for these teams. And and the fact that you can just flip a practice around just like that, uh, you know, really get your players going. It, it really shows you, um, you know, as a fan watching these games that like, dang, like it's kind of nice that you, you know, you see your coach uh, really caring about these players and, and wanting to win. And Dean Evison has been such a great fit with, for this organization. Uh, I mean, he's just, it's been great ever since he was interim and now he's our he's their coach you know it, it's just a fantastic season I think last year was really although it was a first round exit and the wild are notorious for that there's so much to look back on I mean if you just scroll up and down the schedule you just see a, a ton of green W's in a row and there, there was countless winning streaks that this team went on um, and it really does have a lot to revolve on uh, you know the coaching staff and so I, I really think Dean is shadowed over a lot, and I think he's been a great fit. We haven't talked about him a lot. so <laughs> No, he's he's done a phenomenal job and holds the players accountable, gets good performances out of them, and that's that's all you can ask for in a coach. Um, tell you what, we're going to sneak in an early break, 
so we can come back and we can really rifle through the schedule for next uh, next year. Uh, that's coming up here on today's episode of Locked on Wild. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure the often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning, like is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? Who knows? And why wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? RockAuto.com is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. They have everything you could need from brake parts, tail lamps, and motor oil to even new carpet. So go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. This summer, Built Bar wants to help you celebrate freedom of choice. Did you know Built Bar has a ton of amazing flavors? They've got coconut, cherry, barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. For my money, raspberry's the way to go, but if you're not sure which flavor's right for you, grab a mixed box, and you'll get two each of the nine flavors. The best part, though, about Built Bars is they are amazingly healthy. Each bar contains 17 to 18 grams of protein, ranges in calories from 130 to 180, contains only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. So they're amazingly healthy, they taste great. What's not to like about Built Bar? And if you go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off of your first order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. Seth Topol and Zach Zeman joining you here today. And Zach, we're doing a little past, present, and future. We started with present, then went to past, and now <laughs> we're going to finish today Talking about the future, that being the 2021-2022 schedule for the Minnesota Wild. I know you had a chance to take a look at it and came up with some interesting factoids and notes to uh, to pass along to everybody who hasn't had a chance to really dig in yet to what the Wild have in front of them. Yeah, I'll be I'll be a little trip advisor here, and I'll, I'll let the Wild fans <laughs> know what games they should and shouldn't attend. <laughs> no, but uh, here we go. So. The, the biggest thing here is that we're back to normal scheduling. The Central Division back. The Arizona Coyotes have joined the Central Divisions in lieu of the Seattle Kraken coming into the West. So we get the Avalanche, Jets, Blues, who all made the playoffs. And so the Wild have some co- tough competition. Um, on top of that, Marc-Andre Fleury comes back for the Chicago Blackhawks. They're on a re- little rebuild, so we can see what he'll do. You know, he's always been... We've always been a little kryptonite uh, to Mark Andre Fleury, and so it'll be interesting to see what will happen there as the Blackhawks wild rivalry. Um, and uh, I'm going to go on a little bit of chronological order here. I'm not going to go sure. in chronological order at all. I'll, I'm going to rank these in like significance. So the Minnesota Wild hold New York Islanders on Sunday, the seventh of November, Ooh. and other than their uh, you know their playoff run last year, this team is is as young and, and booming. Uh, but you also got to know that they have signed Zach Parisi. I know it's not like, you know, a lot of people, it's not like, yeah, it, I, I'm, I'm doing air quotes right now. I know you guys can't see it, but I'm doing that. 
Um, so he'll make his return to the XL Energy Center and his home state, nevertheless. Um, and so we'll we'll expect to see a tribute to him uh, as as he just changed this franchise with Ryan Suter. And talking about Ryan Suter, uh, he'll come in with the Dallas Stars on Thursday, November 18th, uh, back to St. Paul. So once again, you'll see another tribute to him. Um, if you're a Wild fan, those are definitely the games you'll want to go to. Um, uh, but I also I did a little digging here, and and the last time both Ryan Suter and Zach Preezy played against the Wild in St. Paul at the XL Energy Center, they both netted a goal. So <laughs> you know there might be some bad juju there with them coming back. You never know if Zach Preezy will have a vengeance game and just go off because he's got something to prove. You never know if Ryan Suter after that f- phone call fiasco, you know, you never know how they're feeling. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how they perform against us. Maybe they might be nice and, and be forgiven, but we'll also see. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Well, you know, the, um, I, the funny yeah, thing too is if we know one thing for certain, it's that former wild players always score against the wild. Just ask Brent Burns or Alex took like <laughs> they just don't stop. Alex Tuck has the Wilds number, and yeah, that was that was pretty brutal. We've talked about that in the past, so for sure. Um, but the biggest Easter, the biggest elephant in the room here. I was gonna say Easter egg. I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe I'm already thinking too far ahead. But the biggest elephant in the room is the Seattle Kraken. Unfortunately, they do not come to St. Paul early on in the year. We'll get to we'll get to see them. I think Friday, April twenty second, later in the year. Um, you know, it's like the fifth to last regular season game, Jeez. I believe. But we play them in Seattle. The Wild play them in Seattle uh, a couple times prior. Um, but when they come to Minneapolis or St. Paul, oh my gosh, uh, we'll we'll get to know who they are um, as a team if they start strong like uh, the Vegas Golden Knights did in 2017, or if they started slow like the two previous before the Vegas Golden Knights, the Columbus Blue Jackets, and your Minnesota Wild. You know, we'll get to see. Uh, how this team really fits into the NHL. They're the storyline this year. That's what matters. Um, and then uh, to end on a little note here, I think I saw, you know, two, four away game stretches. So I think that we don't have two, the wild don't have too many um, away games, you know, uh, I don't know. They don't, they do not. Oh my goodness. I can't even talk. Cause I've talked so much, but they're, they're uh, out of St. Paul for about four games max. Um, um, through the schedule. So that's what's interesting. The one thing that I like in just looking at the schedule right now, and you have to go all the way to uh, continuing to scroll here. So the Wild have from January 22nd on. Okay, there's another one. From January 22nd on, and this is just a super rough scan of the schedule, the Wild have one, two, Three games, three of them that are eight o'clock starts or later. That's it. Hmm. Although we do get bit by that at the beginning of the year when you have nine, nine thirty, um, first two games of the year, and then a nine and a nine um, a week later. So it, it evens out, but it is nice to see all of those seven o'clock, six o'clock, couple fives of four a one and a two, but mostly sevens those yeah. entire final two months of the season. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. That's the big thing is that last year, last season, we were on the West coast for literally more than half of our games. And, 
And when you visit San Jose, Anaheim, and Vegas, you're down for those 9 p.m. starts and you're dozing off in the third period. <laughs> you know, it's always good to see that, you know, we get back to more of the central uh, central time starts. You know, 7 o'clock is just prime time. Uh, a couple of weekend games that start at 2-ish. Good for, good for uh, Wild fans, you know, to go in, get a little, you know, little lunch. Yeah. The game and, and go home. You know, it's, it's nice. It feels good to be back to normal. I think we're so used to that super sleep deprived schedule. All the fans who stay up, you know who you are, but yeah. I, I'm not a huge fan of taking naps at six o'clock at night <laughs> and waking up at like eight 30, getting ready for the game and just being completely like out of it. Um, and then doing content till like 2 AM. It's great. Yeah. We love it. Yeah. So you know, sorry, West uh, West Division. We uh, we had fun beating up on you, but uh, I'm sure none of you will miss us. Uh, and so, <laughs> it's just it's great to be back in the Central Division, so that uh, we can be done with all the content by like 11 o'clock or midnight, and go to bed. Like, oh my gosh, time. We didn't even talk about the Wilds' probably most important game of the year, the Winter Classic. The Winter Classic Good on catch. January 1st, New Year's Day. Finally get it in target field and just the last outdoor game the wild had in TCF, the former TCF bank stadium against the Chicago Blackhawks ended in a six to one victory. So I guess that's a great thing to remember is that the last time the wild played outside, they won by five goals. So we'll see how the winter classic uh, pans out. I have a lot of St. Louis friends. I'll, I'll probably be in attendance. Who knows? We'll see. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. There is no start time announced for that yet, but I'm going to be shocked if it's not, noon like yeah that's that's how you do it on new year's day with all those bowl games started at noon so that people who are watching like the you know the bigger bowls at night so that they're not di- uh, distracted by uh, by the winter classic but it's mm-hmm. it's a very solid schedule i'm excited to uh to get things rolling here uh relatively yeah. soon uh, the blood's flowing. First game of the year is October 15th. So we've got uh, a month and change, as people like to say, like a month, six weeks, I think is the better way to put it uh, until the season starts. So getting so close. So close. So close. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Uh, Zach, thank you as always for joining the show. For listeners the rest of the week, uh, Spoke Z and I are embarking on something. I have no idea how it's going to turn out. We're simply titling it Mascot Mayhem. And tune in. It's going to be good. Whatever we end up doing with it, it's going to be good. That's for sure. So that's a little preview for the rest of the week. But uh, make sure, as mentioned, to subscribe to Lockdown Wild wherever you listen to podcasts, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram uh, as well. You can follow Zach and myself on Twitter for uh, all of our wild takes as well as other sports takes. I like to uh, give Vikings Twitter some grief and we'll be doing that more as the season starts. So make if sure you want game of Thrones takes. I think you're in the right spot. Season seven underway. Oh boy. It's, uh, it. it's getting dicey. So <laughs> enjoy all of that. And uh, a final friendly reminder so that you don't miss out on the latest wild news. Make sure to subscribe to locked on wild for new episodes all throughout the week as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.